Tribe Talk. Tribe Talk is a podcast created to elevate your life through real talk, true stories, and great debates, with some fun sprinkled in. We dive into all things lifestyle, health, and wellness to expand your knowledge and guide you towards living your happiest, healthiest life. I am Sam. And I am Emily. And we are your hosts. Hey tribe! Hey tribe! How are you? <laughs> yeah, we we are actually joined again today by um, a wonderful guest. Her name is Sophie Grace Holmes, and um, yeah, I'm looking forward to this. Been yeah, looking forward too. to this for a while. <laughs> yeah, so excited to be here. So, Sophie, yeah. can you tell us? Uh, uh, well, tell our listeners a little bit about you um, and about your journey, and yeah, give us your life yeah, in a nutshell. Course. Um, so it's quite hard, but I'll keep it as brief as possible. So basically, I believe that fitness and the reason that I'm in it is literally because it saved my life. So I'll track back a little bit. So I was born with a life-threatening genetic condition called cystic fibrosis, which if you haven't heard of it, basically what it means is your body has a buildup of mucus inside of it, which basically means if I don't take my medication, if I don't go to the gym, and keep really fit and well, then my life expectancy could be dramatically shortened to, look, to even as young as 41 years of age. And many people with CF that die from CF are actually younger than 31, which is absolutely crazy. And when I was actually born, my parents were told that I wouldn't live till I was 16 years of old, 16 years of age. And you know, I don't even know what that must be like because you know they've always said to me when they found out. Obviously, it was quite devastating and it felt like they were bringing up a child to die. So I have absolutely no idea how that really feels. But little did they know that there was still this stubborn little me inside. And I literally, until the age of probably 19, didn't really realise I had cystic fibrosis, which I know sounds a bit crazy because despite the 18 medications I had to take a day, the hospital visits, the extra antibiotics, the intravenous stuff, all the extra procedures I had to go through compared to my friends. I was actually more fit and more well than all of my friends at school. So in my head, I was like, do I actually have this disease? Um, and I guess that's where mindset and positivity comes in and kind of just not letting things define you. And when I fell sick at 19 years of age due to a number of reasons, I basically decided that I either fight this or I have to let it define me. And I'm not that person. Like I'm stubborn. I like to prove people wrong. I like to see what is possible and human capability and performance is something that really fascinates me. So I was like, you know what, what I'm going to do is retrain the fitness industry. So left my office job, retrains into being a personal trainer. And that's kind of really where my fitness journey properly began. Although I was always fit and young and healthy when I was younger in teams and things, but more focused on fitness being for health and keeping your body well and your mind well, because I think it's something that people don't realize or they kind of forget that fitness is actually more of a mental thing than they realize. Mm. So, you know, then I do things to the extreme. Like if you asked me to do a challenge, I would find it, find a way to do it in the hardest form possible because that's, because that's the way I like to do things. I like to be able to show what can be done. So I, when I was 19, retrained and then I had a 50% lung function at the time. And they were like, well, so if this is kind of it for you, like this is your thing. And I kind of said to them, I was like, but how do you know? Like, how do you know what you're capable of unless you try? And you try every single day and you take steps towards building either, like it could be your fitness, your career, your mindset, a relationship, like anything. How do you know? 
So I went and summoned to Kilimanjaro under the advice I shouldn't go. Wow. Because they were like, you're not going to make it, Sophie. And, you know, you've only got a couple of years to live, so just don't waste your time. So I summoned to Kilimanjaro being the second female with CF in the world to do it. And I was like, all right, done it. What's next? Like, because in my head, like, I was like, oh, okay, that was kind of hard, but wasn't as hard as like, they told me it should be. So then that's where kind of my adventuring and challenges went on from there and why I'm now so passionate about you have to be resilient, you have to build a strong mind, you have to have these habits every single day and you have to take action and remove the choice because, you know, that's how you really get on in life. And unless you're willing to kind of take ownership of your own life, good or bad, then in my head, like, you're not going to get very far. So I basically put it through myself through two or three mentally and physically tough challenges every single year just to simply see what I can do because I can. That's wow. amazing. <laughs> so people think I'm nuts. So I think it's really funny. They're like, oh my God, you're crazy. And I'm like, yeah, but look at all the experience I've had and look at what one person can do if they simply try. Like I'm not saying everybody or like your followers should go and do the extreme things that I love to do, but it could be anything like, I really want to try and find a 5K. We'll start mm-hmm. with one and then build it up. Like everyone needs to find their own Everest. That's what I like to say. Like, and it, that can mean absolutely anything to anyone. For me, it's via ultra extreme races and climbing high and running far and things like that. But like, it could be anything. Like, as small as small as getting out of bed every single day and doing one, taking one action towards something that's going to make you feel great. Because that's what it is for me. Fitness should make you feel good. As much as it's tough at the time, it should make you feel good and you should enjoy it. Because otherwise, what is the point? Mm. Yeah, I think a lot of people, um, especially. I think it can be quite easy when you're diagnosed with something and you're told that you are limited to certain things to almost just accept it quite easily. And and I think sometimes we, we limit ourselves so much just by defining ourselves in a certain way. Yeah. Because if you think about it, like if you put um, limitations on the table for a second, we build them ourselves. Mm. don't we we say to ourselves well this is my limit but in actual fact that is it so until you start challenging yourself and you're willing to kind of get comfortable with feeling seriously uncomfortable and going through different thresholds like how do you even know Mm. yeah and like like for example like I know at this moment in time I've got this massive thousand mile bike race to do in September and at this moment in time I would definitely struggle like I'd finish but I would definitely struggle because I haven't actually sat on a road bike yet which is <laughs> <laughs> I've never sat on one. I, I actually drove home earlier and you know watched these cyclists on this bike, and I was like, "They look, it looks so easy." But it's going to mm. be fine. But like that's why, like I think it's so important to kind of be, be like, "Well, I can't do this maybe at the moment, but I will be able to." And that's the beauty of setting yourself goals, and especially setting yourself goals that are so big that they like basically scare the hell out of you because you've got to take make a change to make things change, mm. and that's kind of the key. I love like it's you've just got this belief that's so strong and like a lot of people they'll get told by the doctor you know you've got this and you can't do this and people will just take that on as their belief the doctor's belief of you know maybe that has been true for a lot of people but you're just like no like that's not true for me I'm gonna like see what I can kind of well, this is the thing, isn't it? And now it's kind of funny because I, at the time when I was 19, this doctor was like really negative and I was like, I don't appreciate your negative vibes. Like, I don't want to see you anymore. <laughs> so I didn't actually, so I went away and basically went to St. Mary's University and did a VOT max test. I don't know if you've ever done one. They're absolutely hell. Mm, and you have to like blow. Yeah. And then you write, basically have to exhaust yourself on either a bike or a treadmill until you physically can't go anymore. 
Mm. Anyway, so I did that a couple of times and basically improved my lung function via training and good food by 40% in eight weeks. And I literally went back to the hospital and found him. And I was like, read this. (laughs) If you don't believe me, you can apply this to other people. Like, I'm trying to help you. Mm. And he was like, just dismissed it. And I was like, fine. And then actually, um, about a year ago now, he came into my hospital room and I was in there for a, a clinic appointment. And he went down on one knee and shook my hand and said, I'm really sorry. Like, I know I was really stubborn, but thank you for making me see the other side. What? And then his words were, what do I need to keep your life for now? I was like, wow, you've changed wow. your mind. It may wow. have taken a few years, but it shows that if you're stubborn enough and you believe enough, you could actually get other people believing too. And I think that's so powerful. Hmm. I think, yeah, your mindset 100% is is such a powerful tool and I think I saw I, you had a video didn't you when on your YouTube when you were little and was it your dad that was talking yeah and what he was saying was I mean having parents that are so supportive and kind of don't let those limitations to find their child especially at a young age that must have really helped you to build into the kind of strong woman that you are Oh, totally. Like, I've got a lot to thank them for. I mean, they never stopped me doing a thing. They let me do everything I wanted to do. And I think it's bringing back the normality into somebody's life when they've got a disease that takes it away is so important. Mm. Because otherwise, you then don't really know where you stand. And I have so many messages online, which I love replying to and, you know, helping people. And the best thing I always say to people, do not wrap people up in cotton wool. They have to see the truth they have to go through the struggle because without the struggle you don't find out who you are you don't find out your strengths like and this is why I encourage people to find something that like for example every single day I do three things that I believe in so much that will change people's lives so I do one thing a day that I really don't want to do like that one thing that you actually dread and you build it up in your head like a massive mountain I do it I make sure it's the first thing I do or it's a bit of training that I know that I'm not as good at, or it's going to be so hard, I make sure that I make myself do it because that's building mental toughness. And if you do that every single day and you over like a year, say, you're going to be 365% better than you were the year before. Mm. Um, I do one thing a day that I absolutely love that makes me happy, makes me feel good, whether it be training or whether it be a nice meal or whether it be seeing friends, like whatever it is, one thing a day that brings me peace and joy. And then I sit down and write 20 things that I'm grateful for. It could be anything from like a compliment from a client or I had a great night's sleep or I had a great training session or anything. Because I think if you can bundle all of that into one and you do every single day and you get practicing with it, you'll actually be happier and you'll actually be more productive and you'll actually believe in yourself a bit more. Because I think we sometimes forget like what we've achieved. Like I don't know about you, but sometimes I'm like, oh, I feel like I'm stuck in a rut or I feel like I'm not going fast enough. And actually, if you look back even a couple of weeks, you're like, wow, I've actually done loads. Yeah, so true. It's it's funny, isn't it? Because you don't actually realise, like, even if I look back 12 months, my life is completely different. And some of the the things I've done in the last year, I never would have ever dreamt of doing or seeing or, you know, and I just think sometimes, like, you have to be like, wow, like, life is amazing if you choose to believe it. Mm. And of course, you have to have the struggles and the failures. But if you learn to enjoy the journey no matter what and you learn to enjoy the failures as much as the successes you're never going to fail you're only going to learn and then move on like very quickly yeah because like my biggest fear in life is one not living and with that regretting something because of an excuse so 
I always say to people, it's the excuses you're making today will be the regrets you have either tomorrow or the end of your life. So for example, it could be, I can't be bothered to go to the gym, but you know, if you go to the gym and spend an hour in the gym, you're going to feel great after and you're only going to regret not going. So in reality, if you just remove the choice and take action, your life will be a lot easier if you just do the hard stuff. Yeah. I remember seeing a quote the other day, actually, and I'm going to maybe get this wrong, but it's like, you know, six, six months of kind of focus and, you know, putting in the work on yourself can put you like five years ahead in life. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so true. It is so true. Like, this is why, like, so basically what I did this year, so I got into January and I was like, I've set my goals and nobody's going to change my mind otherwise. And I was like, six months, as you said, six months, I'm yeah. just going to graph. I'm just going to see what's actually capable, you're able to do if you just, you know, stop maybe going out every night, stop spending loads of money, just focusing on your goals. Because if you don't, then nothing's going to happen. And what's actually transpired now is the goals I put, I put up for six months' time, I've already done. Wow. So, and opportunities that I never even saw coming because I've simply put in the work and put that out there have come to me. And I was like, I'm like how, how has this happened? Like I, a couple of weeks ago, a few things landed in my inbox and I was like, no way, no way did I ever think that would be me. Like, how did I get so lucky? But I then realized that I don't really believe in luck. I believe in hard work produces luck. Yeah. So yeah, like that. you can apply that to any area of your life, your personal life, your relationships, your business, your like, anything, your fitness. Because if you think about it, if you don't put it out there, you don't put it in the graph, you don't put it in the hub, but you're never going to get anything back. It's like saying, I want to run a three-hour marathon and not even training. Well, that's just never going to happen, is it? Mm. So I think it's kind of getting that belief in your head. Yeah, I think there's quite a lot of um, personal responsibility that's needed with, um, especially with like making changes and, and, and trying to get to those goals. Um, and I think sometimes, I don't know if you've kind of experienced this, but when you're... Um, working with people um, on it, whether it be whether it be a coaching or a fitness um, level, sometimes we look for, and I'm talking we as in collectively, we look for like the miracle answer that's outside of us. We look for something outside of us that's going to help us to get to where we are. And sometimes we don't take that responsibility on ourselves does that make sense oh 100 i think you're right like you have to be responsible for your actions whether they're good or bad whether mm. they produce the result they don't like i've said to people like if you make bad choices you've got to take responsibility for the bad outcomes mm. like but you're the bad things are always going to keep happening unless you learn how to change it or you learn how to take the responsibility and be like you know what i actually know that i keep repeating this action but for some reason, you're not going to change it for maybe fear or worry that what's actually going to happen. But actually, if you just think, you know what, I've done this wrong, admit it, and then move on, things change. Yeah, definitely. But it's like one of those things, isn't it? I think people, a lot of people that I speak to either don't believe in themselves enough or they are too scared to take a risk. Yeah. Fear. Risk, yeah, fear is massive. And I think if you're willing to take a risk, risks pay off because even if they don't work, they make you t learn or they make you change paths. And I believe everything that's meant for you will come eventually anyway. So you've just got to keep moving forward and kind of focus on the good stuff. And yeah, bad stuff happens to everybody. Negative times come, goes and ebbs and flows, don't they? Like it's just life without them. You wouldn't know what you wanted. But at the same time, a lot of people sit there and like don't really, or they don't really want to. Like the one thing actually I've 
got to keep reminding myself is that not everybody is it dreams me. Not everybody wants is passionate about achieving certain things and going on certain journeys and stuff. And I have to rein myself in sometimes because some people are actually just happy with, like, you know, settling down, having kids, family, you know. Whereas I'm like, no, I want to basically see what I'm actually able to do with my mind and body because that's what I love. Mm. If I can like have at least one or two percent of that rub off and just offer to somebody else to make them happy or make them create a better life, then I'll be so happy to have that. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. I think we have, everybody's got very different goals and it can be really easy to feel um, segued into a certain way of like living your life and um, kind of showing up in the world. But actually, if you're, if you, if you were to kind of feel that pressure and you definitely don't come across the kind of person to be, to be peer pressured into something that they don't want to do. But if you were, and you did say, for example, that using what you've just said, you know, settle down and and focus on like just having kids and that kind of thing, then you'd feel that sense of lack. And and that's not what what is going to really fill you up inside in your life. This is the thing, isn't it? Like, it's funny because I was actually talking to a client about this morning. So I've been single for five years, right? And it has been the most learning I've ever done in my life about myself because I've simply just allowed myself to figure out the things I want, who I am, what actually is going on and what directions of life I want to go in. And I, I always say to people, like, it's such, such a powerful time if you can do it or if you're in that situation, like, just embrace it. Because mm-hmm. if, you're, or if you're with a partner that's willing to support you, then that's even more incredible because that's an extension of your happiness and support and that is everything. Like, I think if you can find that, then that's even more powerful. But I think a lot of people are so scared to kind of be on their own and sit back and be like, what is it that I want out of this life? And until I started heading into the mountains and finding like adventuring around and, you know, I think that's why I always say to people like have the courage to find your own, own adventure in life and live it on your own terms because then you're being true to you. And I think that is one of the most important things we can all do. Like if we can just be happy with who we are and, be like this is what I enjoy and I'm not going to be embarrassed by it I'm just going to go out there and I'm going to do my thing because actually there's nothing more attractive even if it's just a friend with someone you can be yourself but then be themselves too mm. and I think that's then when you can actually achieve so much more in your life because you're just accepting everything and that's absolutely fine you're happy and you're happy just to keep going in that direction because you know I do these challenges because I like to see what I can do but also because it kind of makes you realize how powerful one human being can be. Mm. And, you know, I climbed um, something Mont Blanc last year and I had, ge- I had been given a week's notice. My friend phoned me up and he said, so do you want to come and climb Mont Blanc next week? I was like, oh, absolutely. I'll count- I was even meant to be going on holiday. I was like, I'll cancel my holiday. No worries. <laughs> I'm there. And I was like, what an opportunity. Like I never thought I'd ever be able to climb this mountain. I never even thought about it, to be honest. But anyway, so little did I know when I got there, I was like, wow, I have to climb two mountains. Okay, that's fine. We have to climb this one first to prove that we can climb the other one because it's 60% easier. Mm. By 60% easier, I mean like we're still ice picking our way up this mountain so I'm stepping off a ledge that's with the 4,000 meter drop below you. Oh my gosh. And I literally, <laughs> for the first time in my life, I was like, oh, this could, I could die. But you know, this is more fun, isn't it? I suppose it's more fun living on the edge. So we did that. And then obviously we then summoned to Mont Blanc, which involved a 700 meter rock climb without ropes. And the one thing I remember the guy saying to us is like, if you slip, you will die, so don't fall off. I was like, ah, oh, oh and I was climbing with this guy and he's an ex-Marine and he was like, Sophie, am I going to die? I was like, you're a Marine, hold yourself together. 
And he was like, oh my God, you're terrifying. Okay, I'm going. I was like, you're all meant to be pulling me along. You're like, you've been through this before. Like you've probably done worse things before. And then you get closer up to the top and it's got so many fake summits that you feel like like 500 meters takes like two hours. I think it's ridiculous. Because oh you're basically God. ice picking your way up this mountain. But when you get to that top of that mountain and you achieve something, and it could be fitness, it could be absolutely anything in your life when you're, because everything can be associated to climbing mountains. And you just stand there and you're like, I actually did it because yeah. I dedicated time and you've just got to keep pushing yourself forward. And I remember all I said to the guys that were with, like, pain goes away. You've just got to keep putting one step in front of the other and eventually you'll get there. And then when you get there, it'll be the best feeling in the world because you've achieved something that you had to dig so deep to do. Mm. And yeah. you, if you apply that to any goal, there's nothing more satisfying than, than that because you actually realize that if you put your mind to something and it could be anything, you can actually achieve everything you want. It just takes some effort and it might take a bit longer. You might have to t- adjust the time frames of things, but never adjust the goal. You've just got to keep picking away at it. Like small steps soon add up and it's the finer details are the ones that actually make the difference. It's just amazing. Like, I, I, wow. Like my, my mum and my um, stepdad do loads of climbing and they go off to France and like, like ramble around and that kind of that stuff. And some of the things that they have done like you know where you have to like jump from one bit to another and there's just like this massive drop at the bottom that sounds epic oh my gosh <laughs> like my mum apparently has had full-on like temper tantrums halfway up a mountain and my stepdad's just been like come on you can do this and my mum always feels great afterwards but yeah like it just I couldn't imagine that kind of I've done I've done a bit of climbing but I've always been really scared to go outside yeah. with it well, this is I the thing, like, because I always do the things that you're scared of. Like, this is why one of the races that I'm booking next year, um, I can't tell you what it is, but basically I have to sign a death weather. Oh, wow. Because there's a chance that I will die. And also because it's so hard because of the conditions and the length of it that I've literally been phoning everyone that I know that have completed it and been like, help me. I think we've got to do this. Because if I finish it, then I'll be the first person with CF in the world to finish. Oh, wow. Wow. But I'm doing it because I'm so uncomfortable with the condition of the race yeah but I want to do it because I'm like if you don't face it then you're going to always have that fear yeah yeah but face it get over it and move on and then find something else oh, I'm excited to find out what is <laughs> I can announce it soon but I've just got to keep it under wraps and say it's all confirmed because it's not 100% confirmed yet but either way I'm gonna find a way to finish it yeah um mm. but like for example like in the summer like I've been really lucky like, there's a CF charity out in America that have invited me to do a race with them so I'm paddleboarding 100 miles from the Bahamas to Florida in one go. That sounds amazing. And wow. it's going to be amazing. But they were like, oh, by the way, though, we start at midnight. But the good news is you get to see sunrise in the middle of the ocean with no land either side. When else do you see that? Wow. But the bad yeah. news is they were like, you will see sharks. Yeah. So <laughs> I was like, will, they, will, they, will, I, will I die? Like, no. That's why you've got a war boat. But I was like that's kind of part of the fun of it though isn't it in a way because you're going to be doing this amazing adventure it will take about 16 hours of paddleboarding that would be so hard yeah I know I was speaking (laughs) to a friend of mine who's also doing it and he was like you just need to train back nothing else it'll be fun because he's already done it so and that's why like I always say like if there's one thing that in your life that you're like niggling at you that you're feared to do or you want to do but it scares you just bite the bullet like it could be anything because you know, there's nothing more, there's nothing more nice than being actually proud of something you've done. So I don't know about you, like I find my, find it, I'm quite harsh on myself. I think a lot of people are, yeah. Yeah, and I'm always like, oh, it's not, I'm not good enough, or I haven't done this good enough, or what I've achieved isn't enough. But mm-hmm. actually, when you look back, like, 
you know, one at one time you couldn't run that 5K or you couldn't lift that weight. So in reality, that's amazing. And you should be proud of everything that you do. Mm. Yeah, you could sit and write down like all the things, all your achievements and you could write for hours, but you could sit there and think, oh, like I haven't achieved anything. But actually in reality you have. Well, that's so the thing, much. isn't it? Like how many times have you guys sat back and been like, looked over the last couple of years and see what you've actually done and how you've changed in yourself? Yeah. Are you... like... Yeah, sorry. Sorry, I was going to say, are you able to kind of appreciate those moments? Because you said, you know, you're quite harsh on yourself and, and you're always, you know, you finish a goal and you look for the next and you finish a goal, you look for the next. Are you able to take that, like that moment of like, I'm... I'm like badass I just did that and like appreciate yourself are you able to do that um more so recently actually I think not when I'd actually because a lot like basically what I've done so far is Kilimanjaro um an ultra marathon three half marathons four other mountains and a boxing match that's it as you do and then <laughs> standard Saturday night <laughs> casual and I actually sat there because I was looking back through some photos I needed to find some photos of something and I was like oh my god I've actually done it because there's a photo of me standing on Mont Blanc and you can see the peak behind me and then if you zoom in like really closely to the photo there's these little specks on the photo and they're actually people oh wow and I was like I actually sometimes don't really realize the immensity of the things that I've done and that's not to sound like big-headed or anything so I'm not that person no um but I think sometimes you because I'm the kind of person I'll set, set myself for something and I'll just get it done. Mm. And I don't really think about it any other way. I'm like, okay, I really want to do this. I have to get it done. I won't stop until it's done. Like, that's fine. But actually more recently when I've had other people contact me about like CF related issues and things. And I'm like, actually, like I am a bit of an anomaly with CF. The things that I can do, the things that I believe in and the things that I like, believe in so strongly that most people think I'm absolutely crazy. Which is fine. Like, I'd rather be called crazy than anything else because I'm like, you know what, it's more fun living on the edge, isn't it, sometimes? And I think sometimes, like, that's why I started doing the gratitude stuff because you kind of look back and you're like, like, for example, like, even this week, my mind has been blown. Like, I've been looking forward to speaking to you guys. Like, I've been to Switzerland back randomly. <laughs> I've got to manage to go down a blank run on somebody's back because I couldn't do it myself. So he was like, oh, I'll take you down so you can experience it. So I jumped. Who else, like... And he was like, I've never done this before, but let's hope we don't die. I was like, okay, fine. Yeah. <laughs> Jump in your van, let's go. It was, like, it was like so much fun. And like, there's a few things, other things that have happened. Like went and trained with a friend of mine yesterday at his farm. And that was really fun. And like, sometimes like, because we get so locked into Monday to Friday, weekend, Monday to Friday, like sometimes you actually don't realize what like, how fun life can be if you simply look at it differently. Like it's all down to perspectives and things like that. And you know, I always say like, if you are the kind of person living for the weekend, you have to reassess your Monday to Thursday because it's not good enough. You spend over 60% of your life at work. Yeah. Do something about it. Like we, we live in a day and age where we can physically earn money doing absolutely anything we desire. Like we are very lucky that we have the resources and we can do that. Yes. It's hard work. Yes. It takes effort. And yes, it takes a lot like of graft and there'll be zero balance in the beginning. You know what it's like when you're setting up your own businesses, like you yeah. just have to do what you have to do until you can kind of take your foot off a bit because things are working for you instead of you doing all the work. Mm-hmm. But how amazing does that feel when you get to that point? Like it might only, it might take 10 years, it might take five years, but there'll be that one year that absolutely changes your life. 
And then that's when it's been so worth it. Are you two self-employed? Yeah. Yeah. So you know exactly what I'm saying. Like it's hard. Yeah. But there's nothing more amazing than getting that great feedback from your clients or achieving something within your business because you've made that happen. And the fact that you can, I was actually speaking with us about somebody the other day because I quit my job about a year and a half ago. And even though like I, I work every day, like I'm up till 12 working at nights, but I'm like, I'm so happy. Like I'm so much happier than when I worked, I'd say nine to five, but it was longer hours than that. But like my life is just, I've got so much more peace and happiness in my life working all the time because I'm doing what I love instead of being stuck in like you're saying that nine to five waiting until nighttime to feel good about life or wait until the weekend to feel good about life when you're not at your job I could see it literally you saying that how passionate you are about that and that is like the best thing ever that kind of thing gives me goosebumps because I'm like that is what it's about like taking that risk leaving your job finding what you want to do and just making it happen Mm -hmm. there's a space for everybody to be successful you've just got to find a way yeah. And like, yes, it's probably longer hours. Yes, you might be working seven days a week. But for me, the highest form of success is happiness in your life. And um, if you split your life up into quadrants of like health, wealth, like relationships and things, you know, they're never all going to be a coinciding in balance. But at the same time, you know, if you're content and you're peaceful, then everything else works better. And you found that because you took that risk and, you did that so like you sharing that story with other people might make them think oh well you did it so I'm just going to go and do it and see what happens like what's the worst thing that's going to happen yeah exactly and I've had like people in my life who've been inspired by what I've done and who have now there's somebody um, close to me who's actually she's quit her job she's going after her dreams and building her business and it's so amazing to watch and to see like people doing that and yeah like I feel like your happiness is like (laughs) the highest like kind of type of wealth that you can have because you could be in a job and be really wealthy like earning lots of money but you could be so miserable and your life is so unfulfilled like I think no matter what like you just need to follow what you love a hundred percent like and I just it kills me when my clients are like oh I'm just not down the office and I'm like change it honestly (laughs) find a way I know we all have bills and stuff to pay but like save up enough money so that it supports you for six months. Like find a way to make things happen. (coughs) Yeah. Like start building it on the side. And I think sometimes as well, like it isn't always necessarily a job. It's, it's an experience. Like my oldest sister, um, have you heard of the Cotswold way? Yes. Have you done it? No, no. Um, you'll probably be able to run that easy. (laughs) It's um, <laughs> not 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 gonna cause you debt. Yeah, that, that would be a weakness. I'll pop around there and do it. Yeah, um, but yeah, my sister's um, start decided that she's gonna um, she's gonna do it for the Sue Rider um, uh, charity. So she's been training all the time, and she's going off on like eighteen like 20 mile walks and stuff and she's fitting that in between being a mum having a job having you know like a husband two kids two dogs and but she's still like getting up and getting that time in and the way that her the way that she's changed in the last month or so is incredible because she's just so much more motivated and you can see that she's a lot happier and she's loving the fact that she's outside in nature she's going off for a walk with her old her the 
bigger dog that she's got and just having that experience is really filling her up and she hasn't had to make a massive life change you don't have to yeah isn't that an incredible story she's like superwoman I know she is she's she is amazing you realize how amazing that is is she taken into that into consideration like she's got a whole life and yet she's still managing to fit in all this training and actually it's fulfilling her so much which probably means the rest of her life is so much better Mm, yeah 100% (coughs) that's amazing yeah and she's she's um I mean she's very similar to me in like build and height but she's a bit smaller so she's like five foot short little legs like it takes a long time for our little legs to walk that long (laughs) (laughs) oh that's incredible though is she do you think after when she's done it she will find something else yeah I reckon so I mean she's before before she had um her girls and things like that she was always into I mean she was a personal trainer as well um and um she's always really enjoyed fitness but I think as with quite a lot of mums when you have children sometimes you are so involved in raising your children and you know being in the PTFA and you know just getting by and supporting the family life at home you almost put yourself to one side and don't give yourself that time and I think this has made her realize that actually she is important and her happiness is something that benefits everybody and by doing something that challenges her and that she can kind of have a goal to get to has been really really fulfilling exactly and it's like what we were saying earlier like she's doing something that challenges her which is also very hard but actually it's giving her more life Mm. and probably it's like anything like with that you've got to surround yourself with people that actually just support you Mm. and I went through a phase a couple of years ago where if somebody didn't support me or serve me or bring me happiness and positivity they went Mm. like I got to this point where I was like I'm sick and tired of soaking up people that are only negative everyone goes through phases so I'm not saying like cutting out my best friends because they're having a bad time I'm saying people that are naturally very negative and very draining a hundred percent of the time and people that only want to see you to thrive off of your your positivity Mm. and people that just don't give you the sense of fulfillment as a friend yeah people who are just I went through a similar thing a couple of years ago and it's like people who just want to complain or judge and yeah. that's all the kind of conversation is all about. It's just... I know, it's like, that is sad. Somebody messaged me um, the other day and I won't mention it because we went to them anyway, but he sent me a video of somebody basically doing a clean and press in a squat rack. Right? And I replied and said, I don't understand the video. He's doing the techniques fine. I don't know what you're asking me to say. Yeah, but his words were, but he's really fat and he's in the squat rack. And I said, yeah, he's in the gym. That's great. Good yeah. for him. And he said, but he's in the squat rack doing a clean and press. And I said, yeah, but he might need to support bars. Like, what happens if he gets too heavy? Mm. And he was like, he's in the squat. And I was like, I'm not having this conversation with you. And I don't think we should talk anymore. If this is the way you see people that are trying to improve themselves in the gym that aren't at your level. Mm. Mm-hmm. I think that's the, that was the hardest part for me because I haven't worked in a gym for probably like four years now. Um, but when I when I was um, like starting to like PT and and teach my Pilates sessions and things, that was the fu- the thing that I found the hardest because there were there sometimes was quite a lot of personal trainers that would make comments about the people coming into the gym, and it really frustrated me because it made me want to just be like, look, 
how where do you not everyone can start off at a, a particular starting point you need to be commending them for you know wanting to go into the gym having the bravery to go into the gym because I think that sometimes can be a really dependent on obviously the area and and who who works at the gym and things like that it can be a real problem in fitness in in the fitness industry because there are some people that judge before they help this is the thing and I I just think you should celebrate anybody who's trying to just improve themselves in any capacity because not every everyone has such different goals mm. but I had somebody message me it was quite funny he was he said um his words were something like I think I would cry myself to sleep if I ever dated you I was like <laughs> okay I'm sorry about that um and he was like what, what with happiness because, or no with sadness because he said that he didn't feel like he could keep up with my activity level and get up at five o'clock and things. And I said, I'm not asking someone to keep up or compete at all. That's not what I'm about. That's I said, not what a relationship is. No. And I said, but if that's the way you view things, then we would never be compatible anyway. Because your mindset is wrong. Was me. this just an out of the blue message? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was yeah, like, not. I, I get some random messages from people and I'm like, uh, we just wouldn't be compatible because you're trying as we were saying earlier thrive off of my natural ability to be positive and motivated yeah and I don't need to look after someone I want someone who's going to support me and be similar yeah because otherwise I don't want to feel bad about wanting to train for like an hour hour and a half a day or Mm. do the challenges or go off and do my thing I want someone to help or support or come with me like that is what it should be like not somebody that's taking or feeling making themselves feel bad about the fact that they don't want to do what I want to do well that's not a thing like yeah no I mean that's their issue because they're allowing themselves to feel that way for no reason because exactly because we all attach our own emotions to words don't we yeah it's how we respond to people's words is how we feel so you've got to also control that but I said to him like if that's the way you feel then you need to reassess your own life because at the same time there must be an element of your life you're not happy with for you to turn around and say that mm. mm-hmm. I did think it was quite funny because I was like, oh, wow, that's new. <laughs> so that's me before. I guess. You should put that on like a Tinder profile or something. Yeah. <laughs> Could you imagine? It's like, God, no, there will be no swipes to see me, I tell you. But, I don't know. That's how I met my husband. Oh, was it? Yeah. Mine? Mm-hmm. Ah. Tinder, specifically. Oh. <laughs> I wasn't looking you? for a husband, don't worry. I wasn't looking for a husband. <laughs> requirements husband yeah <laughs> it's hard all the people that I would really I really connect with all have girlfriends so mm. obviously I respect that 100% and the girlfriends are great but I'm mm. like I need another version of you where are they <laughs> I think though we go through like stages especially like in like relationships and love love life and things like that like every relationship or experience teaches you something about yourself whether it be something that you need to work on and this is this this is true to life anyway but like something you need to work on or something that you you realize is important to you and isn't or isn't important to you so like those those um interactions with people that maybe aren't you know available like you're, you can you can kind of sieve out what it is about them that you oh, yeah, definitely. appreciate and what you're looking for. And then you'll end up finding somebody that will not only support you, but also challenge you in, in like the, thing, the best way. 
And that is exactly what you want, which is why I think that's why it's so important just to surround yourself with as many different people as possible. Mm. Not, not because obviously you're looking to date or whatever, just because you want to know who you want to align with, friendship-wise, mm. relationship-wise, anything. Yeah. And unless you put yourself out there, like you'll never actually know what you want. Mm. Like all of my past ex- past relationships, they've all been great guys. They've just not been enough or they've mm. not aligned enough or they've wanted different things at different stages and stuff, which is fine. Like that's life, isn't it? That's the way it goes. And as you say, you wouldn't learn unless you went through these things. Mm. Um, but at the same time, like I never think you should go out and look for it. I think no. at some stage it'll hit you straight in the face when you're least expecting it because you're in a great place in your life yeah. where you're happy and you're doing your thing. Like I'm I, basically, I'm getting a puppy in three weeks. <gasps> oh my gosh. And oh, the excitement in your face. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're like, this is happening for us this year as well. <laughs> is it? Oh my gosh. Just literally, like literally went in to meet her, to pick her and sitting in the pen of 10 puppies is like the happiest thing ever. Like they're all oh my gosh. cuddles and stuff. Oh. What kind of dog? <laughs> I'm getting a golden retriever. Oh, as we're getting a golden doodle. Are you? Oh my god! Yeah. Oh, they're going to be so nice. When oh you're getting yours, and um, we're on a list, so it should be by the end of this year. Oh, nice. Yeah, same with yeah. our cockapoo. Are you getting one as well? Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, we're going to be good friends. <laughs> we should all like come together. And oh my go god, for, we like, need a to dog, dog walk. Where are you all based? So I'm in Cheltenham, and I'm in Edinburgh. <laughs> We Where can find you? a way. There's a will, there's a way, you know? Where, Where are, are you? you? Are you London? No, I'm Leon C in Essex. Oh, right. Okay. That's not far. We'll find a way, place in the middle. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but this is what I was saying. So going back to, obviously, because we got too excited there. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like everyone said to me, you do know when you've got this puppy and you're out walking, you're going to be like flocked with people. And I'm like, that's great. Mm. The puppy yeah. can decide. <laughs> if he doesn't like the person, then they've got to go. Yeah. <laughs> you do have to prepare yourself that you will be confronted with people like Sam and I who will be like, yeah. can I say hello? <laughs> I stop like so many people on the street when I see a dog. I'm like, oh my gosh, let me speak to your dog. Okay. You know, even worse though, you, I normally walk along and say hello to the dog and ignore the owner. I did hear. Yeah, same. <laughs> there was a guy that was walking a chow chow just outside where I live at the moment. And I I squealed. I was like, because it was like this like amazing big fluffy cloud of a dog. And he was, I was like, can I say hello? And he was like, yeah. And then started talking to me about the fact that we've got a sold sticker on our house and blah blah blah. And I was just like, uh huh, uh huh, dog. Like, <laughs> I was like, Alan, you take this guy. I'll take him. <laughs> no, but things like that, like they bring you so much joy. Like so much. it's the smallest thing. Like we, well, they're not. They're quite a big commitment, but like the smallest thing really in reality but mm-hmm. how much happiness does that bring so much I done last summer I am um, I don't know if you heard of borrow my doggy yes I signed up for that and because I was working at home pretty much all the time and I was like I need like some company and I signed up and I got a cocker poo who I watched about three days a week and she just brought me the most joy ever it was the best time well, this is the thing isn't it and that's what life's yeah. about like bringing things <laughs> into your life that you can actually just have so much from like because what is the point if you don't like yeah. every single day is never going to be the best day because life happens mm-hmm. but you can make the best out of every day and make things in your day great which is why I'm getting a puppy basically it's going to be an adventure dog it's going to cut she doesn't know this yet but she's going to come <laughs> oh. somebody said to me like, I couldn't be your dog either they're going to be bloody exhausted <laughs> it's like, well at least she's going to be climbing mountains and things it'll be fun 
She's going to have the best life. <laughs> she's going to sleep a lot. And when she has the opportunity, she's like, oh God, where are we going next? <laughs> but, you know, that's what life's about. Doing things that bring you happiness, doing things that make you feel good and with people that make you feel good. And if you can achieve or have the motivation to achieve your goals at the same time, like what more do you want? Like how fulfilling is that? And, you know, if you want to improve your fulfillment, helping other people brings you more fulfillment than anything in the world. Mm. Because once you're fulfilled yourself, you can then help others. And then that brings you so much. Yeah. So just like we're going to go walking our puppies, we're going to give them joy to the public. <laughs> Spread and joy via puppies. <laughs> so true. <laughs> I feel so inspired Like after hearing you talk. And I just feel like I want to go out and do something crazy. Have I'm you had have you Emily, goals? goals yeah um like for this year we've got I've got quite a few different things but there's one thing I've wanted to do and with me and she's just like she doesn't want to do it I really want to do a tough mother do it like going really out of my comfort zone like I hate water in my eyes like I have such a fear of it and I'm just like you'll be going through the mud with water and puddles and like it's just but I, like something like that sounds really the, the other stuff of it sounds really fun for me and I, I love like pushing myself like kind of signing up for things and thinking like I, I don't know if I can do this and it, so I really want to do that but Emily's just like holding off on I me. knew you're gonna bring <laughs> I knew do you know what you should definitely do it when's the yeah. next half mother um there's one in June okay. in Edinburgh Look at today. <laughs> I hate running. I hate running. There's, yeah, a, there's a reason more reason to do it. There's a guy called Brian Keane who does a podcast and he runs every day because he hates it. <sighs> Someday, who, who do I follow? Someday, um, of, uh, her name is Victoria Neve. She's part of the Girl Games. Yeah. He started running. I think like she was, she's, she's doing a marathon or something. And she was like, I hate, run, like I hate hashtag hate she's running diaries. And then she kept, she keeps doing it. And now she's like, I love it. I well, used to is- love it. I used to get like, I used to do like 10 K and then go and dance for three hours, like back in my heyday. But now I just like Alan and I tried to go running and it is, it is a mental thing, but like, I just, I just full on had a fit. I was so annoyed. <laughs> It just brings out a really dark side of me when I run. But maybe that's like stuff that needs to come out and release. And you need to just keep running. I know. (laughs) You break through that. It's a fun experience together. Yeah. You don't have to do it at a certain time. You can just be there together and just have fun. Yeah. Yeah. And do you know it was really funny. We were, um, we'd done a podcast episode yesterday and I was talking about this company that I found in Bristol. I don't know if you've heard of them called Adventurists. Wow. oh my gosh you love them yeah so they have like extreme like things you can sign up for but as I guess it's more it's kind of fitness based in a way but some of the things like you could you get this what's the things that you fly with a paraglider or something yeah. is it and you get given like a point where you need to get to um you're given like no no help and you need to like navigate there by yourself and it's like days like it takes you like a week or something to get there and there's lots of other people competing as well and you're just like go you're on your own kind of work it out and then there's one you get like a rickshaw I really want to do this and you go to like India or Sri Lanka again there's two of you in your rickshaw and you're given like where you need to get to and it's just like this adventure in between 
That's amazing. It says so cool. It's so good. You should definitely do one of those as well. Yeah. I I'd like. do one of them. I told David about it last night, my husband. He's he's very like, he's not into stuff like that. And he was like, no way. <laughs> no way. You're like, oh, okay. I'll I do it with Emily. <laughs> yeah, that's why we've ended up being such good friends is because like we'll do stuff together that our husbands won't do with us. Yeah. <laughs> isn't that nice? Isn't that so fun? Yeah, Have for something sure. you can kind of do that with and just be like, you know, we're going to go and do this thing. It's going to be really cool. Yeah. And I think it's good to not just be like, I do everything with my husband like mm. 100% I think it's important you have your own life away mm-hmm. for sure because then you can keep things fresh and have stuff to talk about and have fun together yeah. doing different things mm. exactly oh yeah <laughs> so Emily you have to do the top mother <laughs> <laughs> I'm under instructions from Sophie yeah do it, honestly it's going to be so good and just think about how, how you're going to laugh the whole way around. Yeah. I've done a tough one. The run's not that bad. It's just fun because you, you can walk it. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Mm. Like yeah, it's I'd... just a laugh with each other running around in the mud. Yeah. I wouldn't mind doing like they do every now and then here in Cheltenham like zombie runs. Oh, what's that? They like shut the town, like, like the, say there's, I can't remember exactly what they shut. They either shut like one of the shopping centers or shut like part of the town off. And you basically get chased by zombies and <laughs> you have to like run and hide from the zombies. Oh my God, that sounds epic. Wild. I, I like, like, I'd be sending to my heart rate would be straight up there. Like, oh my God. Yeah. Mine too. Like I'd be petrified, but I'd also just, I think it would just be, that would make me run. If I'd been chased by a zombie, that would make me run. Yeah, I think yeah. you didn't enjoy running because you'd be like, I need to run faster. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> so what we, uh, what I thought we could do for just to finish off is play like a little, little short little game of would you rather. Oh, okay. You up for okay. it? I'm competitive. Yeah, I'm ready. I like okay. it. Okay. Right. So, um, would you rather, oh, would you rather swim 300 meters through shit or <laughs> swim 300 meters through dead bodies? <laughs> oh, that's really hard. This was the um, first one on the list. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> like, throw me in the deep end there. Um, I'm going to say dead bodies because I don't really want to be covered in shit, to be honest. Could you imagine that in your hair? Oh, yeah. It depends how dead, how long they've been dead, I think. Is there fresh? Fresh (laughs) bodies, that wouldn't be too bad. If they're like decaying and disgusting, that'd probably be worse because who knows what's in the water then. Yeah, exactly. And this, I was going to say the smell, but (laughs) both would smell. (laughs) It depends what kind of shit as well. If it was like horse shit, that's just like a, day of pgl when you like we're yeah. in year five so I yeah. could do that. there's pros and cons to both you know yeah exactly <laughs> right okay would you rather lose the ability to lie or believe everything you're told oh i think that i would like rather lose the ability to lie because one you shouldn't lie anyway two could you imagine how on how much you'd find out about people or how much would come out if people just didn't yeah. lie. But then having said that, if you lost the, if you believed in everything, then you would also achieve so much more. 
Yeah, that is true. But you'd also, you could, it depends who you, I guess it would depend who you're surrounding yourself with. Because if you're surrounding yourself with people that tell you that, like, if you stand on the cracks, then, like, you burst into flame, like, you'll probably create, like, quite a small existence. Yeah, this is very true. Could you imagine (laughs) I'm not in the house? (laughs) And you would believe, like, what your doctors tell you, that exactly you can't do things, you wouldn't do as much. Exactly. Because these are hard questions. (laughs) Would oh, this is quite an interesting one. Would you rather experience the beginning of planet Earth or the end of planet Earth? Will I be on my own? Uh, there's no, there's no <laughs> stipulations in this. <laughs> I'm guessing um, it wouldn't be like you and loads of other people. See, so part of me wants to automatically say the beginning because I think that sounds really peaceful. Mm, same, like. Just in my head, I'm like, I've got it as like, there's nothing really around. Maybe a few dinosaurs, loads of green. And the end of it is like fire and like explosions. Mm-hmm. And then so, you would know how it started. Yeah. So how amazing would that be? That at the end, yeah. you're just basically waiting to finish. Whereas the yeah. start, you could be like, oh, this is amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd go for beginning too. So. Um, would you rather be the funniest person in the room or the most intelligent? Probably the most intelligent because I could probably learn to be funny. <laughs> so, so good. <laughs> yeah, I'd rather have knowledge. I think knowledge is powerful than just be funny because I think I could probably then do more with my life. There's only so many jokes you can crack. Yeah, that's good. I should have thought about that. I'm genuinely the funniest person in the room because I'm usually on my own. So. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, would you rather, oh, this is a good one for you, Sophie. Would you rather run at 100 miles per hour or fly at 10 miles per hour? I think I'd rather fly. Bird's eye view, I've never had that before. Not like I can run at 100 miles an hour either. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it depends. Flying would be really fun, but then also it would be quite fun to be able to run really fast everywhere. What would like break loads of records? Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. Like, you couldn't do much with, well, you maybe could do much with flying, but... It would just take you a long time, wouldn't it? Yeah. You'd always, it's not like you could, like, if I if I could have one, like, one of the superpowers that I'd really want is um, teleportation. Because, well. like, it would really annoy, it really annoys me how long you have to spend, how long, much of your life you spend waiting for things, like, whether it's waiting for a plane or waiting for a, you know, yeah, that you're kind right. of thing. So if I could run that really? 100 miles an hour, that's pretty much similar to... You'd get a lot done in your day, I'll tell you that. Mm. Yeah, that's a great one. Um, and then let's do one more. Oh, again, I think you might quite like this one. Would you rather have free Wi-Fi wherever you go or have free coffee where slash whenever you want? I'm going to go with the coffee. <laughs> I've just sipped on coffee this entire hour. Um, I love coffee. It's one of my small joys in life. Get up in the morning and have my coffee. You look like you've had a really fancy coffee as well. Have you got like a proper machine? Yeah, I've got an espresso machine with fluffy, milk fluffer. Do you know what my mum knew I was filming today? So she probably came upstairs and was like, I'm going to give her a great coffee. Aww. Aww. It makes, and she's like, she's always like, I'm the best mum ever. Here's your great coffee. <laughs> she is a great mum, to be fair. She's the best mum ever, but... Um, I would definitely go for the coffee because I can cope with that Wi-Fi. Yeah. 
also we have like a lot of us have internet already on our phones so you don't need wi-fi exactly so if i could i probably would save a fortune if i didn't buy coffee so that would be great so if you could make that happen that would be great <laughs> i actually calculated one year that the amount of money i spend on hot chocolate because that's my thing like I, me and Sam, Sam laughed at me yesterday because basically <laughs> I've got a very specific way in which you need to have a hot chocolate. And whenever I go to, whether it be Costa or Starbucks, anywhere around Cheltenham and the surrounding areas, they know exactly what my order is. That is amazing. Except, the same. except when we went and we, she was like, we're going to walk in here and if it's not the right people who are on, we're walking out because they don't do the right amount of pumps. <laughs> and we walked in and she was like, nope, let's go. So we then had to drive to a different place <laughs> so she could get specifically made. And last night, my husband was telling me about this article that like the Costa employees have, have had this private Facebook group of like complaining about ridiculous customers. And I was like, Emily, <laughs> you mentioned in here. <laughs> so how do you have your hot chocolate i'm now really intrigued okay well it depends where you go but i so i can't have normal milk so i i can just about deal with skim milk so it has to be skinny um and then in costa they normally put three scoops of chocolate in but to make a really really good one you want seven or eight wow okay i'm gonna try this tonight <laughs> and then if you go to starbucks normally they do like three pumps of mocha but again you want probably seven possibly eight but they want to make sure that they put the chocolate all the way around the cup not just leave it at the bottom otherwise yeah. it just doesn't work so yeah that's my <laughs> <laughs> I mean everyone has their thing one of my friends she went and ordered her coffee and she was like so if I want a black coffee with three ice cubes I was like sorry <laughs> she's like I want the three ice cubes but they need to be on the side to begin with because otherwise I'm out too fast I went up to the counter, I was like, can I have a black coffee with three ice cubes? And he looked at me, I was like, don't ask. Please, please can you just do it? <laughs> yeah, hot, hot chocolate is my one thing. Like everything else I really don't care about. I'm not very high maintenance, I promise. I know I sound like I am with that, but Alan is just like, for goodness sake. But we realise that the amount of m- money we, I spend on hot chocolate a year, I could probably afford to like get my boobs done or something. <laughs> <laughs> but it makes you happy right yes it makes me a lot happier than having my boobs done. <laughs> that's hilarious I might try that when it's going on hot chocolate see what they say to me yeah send me a picture if you do I will <laughs> oh, oh. Dear. well thank you so much today Sophie it's oh it's been so much fun you. literally so much fun good I'm glad and where can everybody find you um, all of my online handles of my name, so Sophie Grace Holmes, whether it be YouTube, Facebook, Instagram. Fab. And we will be um, posting those links on the show notes as well. Um, but yeah, just thank you for your time today. And it's been so great talking to you. Yeah, it's so much fun. Keep me updated with all your things as well. That'd be great to hear about them and your tough mother that you're going to do in June. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Come back out now, Emily. <laughs> oh, what a time. Well, we're finishing on that note, guys. <laughs> if you love being part of the tribe make sure you subscribe to our podcast and leave a comment or leave a five-star review and we will be back for you next week for more tribe talk